I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This week's podcast is in association with Supposedly Podcast. Mysteries, mysteries, mysteries. Welcome to Supposedly. Supposedly. I'm Rue. And I'm Jesse, And we're the co-hosts of the podcast Supposedly. Supposedly. Every week we cover some creepy fun things like true crime, murder, paranormal stories, hauntings, conspiracy theories, and so much more. And I know this is a little conspiracy theorist. For those stories to originate uniquely and have such commonality is so cool. That was a great whiny sound. Why haven't I had you do that before? I don't know. It's a it's a hidden talent. Okay, uh, I want to hear it again. Ah! He just chopped off both of her arms? Both of her arms. Oh my god! Rue! We have a podcast, not a, a math degree. Hashtag Jesse likes aquatic. Hey, we don't have to wear bras around each other, right? So, let's get into a murder. Join us next time on Supposedly. Supposedly is available wherever you like to listen. Welcome to the podcast. I read it online somewhere. Your science questions answered. Welcome to episode 18 of I read it online somewhere. Your first protocol for the weird science questions you're too scared to ask. Like, why do I forget how to breathe when I think about it? I'm Ross and I'm a science teacher. I'm joined by my science teacher friend, Andrew. Hi. And the science teacher's worst nightmare, Amy. Hello. Is that enough energy? Yeah, no, that was Jeez. good. Sorry, I, I, and I'm so sorry. Like, I had a massive gap because I was sitting going, oh, I love that fact. Like, <laughs> it's like well, we'll get to it. Don't you worry. Around. Don't overthink it just now. We'll get there. And now for the shameless plug. Last week, it sounded like I was being held hostage. So let's see if I can do it a little bit better this week. Um, so please review us and recommend us on wherever you get your podcast from, if you can. Uh, especially Apple Podcasts, that allows us to get into the charts, allows other people to find us, um, so that's really good. Um, and also, please follow us on social media. We're on pretty much everything except Bebo, um, and you can find us on <laughs> iReditOS. Remember Bebo? Yeah. That's so but, embarrassing. But I you, hope it never comes back. But if you find us on Bebo, give us some love. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And put us in your top 16. And someone's oh. pretending to be us, like... Like, you keep getting messages from Daniel Bedingfield, Amy? <laughs> yeah, we need to discuss this. I keep getting messages on Instagram. It's happened twice now in the last couple of months from a fake Daniel Bedingfield with, like, three followers. We but don't like, know if he's fake. Could be the real well, one. he's got about three followers. And in fairness, I asked how Natasha was, and he said that she's well. <laughs> so just an update to anyone who is concerned how Natasha Bedingfield and how is. And how is he getting through lockdown? <laughs> is that clear enough? I'm 
Ross I think he's just got to get through it. I'm not sure I did that well enough. Oh, that was a bit oh, that... unwritten wow. from the script. Wow. <laughs> oh. Right, okay, so we've had... Um... This week, podcast sponsored by Daniel Beddingfield on tour 2021. That, well, that could be serious. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Oh, well, there you go. Like he will be. Free, free sponsorship. The He's not paying us. Oh. Daniel, pay us. <laughs> um, I think we should discuss... The big science the, news of the week. Which is our new thing that Ross decided to add. Without telling anyone. Uh, yeah, no, I think we should just discuss <laughs> the... Like, a big... Sci- like, or the main science story of the week. Can, um, I, can I just say that I'm actually super excited about it? Okay, oh, yeah, because you know what wait, it is. Nobody knows what it is yet. So let's about the story or about this new feature? No, no, about... Oh, well, we'll see how the feature pans out. But um, no, about the big science news this week. Like, I, okay, I, well, I Andrew, think... you can break it then. Right, okay. So, uh, this week, the uh, first crew went up in space on uh, the Dragon rocket, which is like absolutely amazing. not the science story we were thinking. Also the second crew... Well, no, no, uh, well, okay, so the second full, well, the first full crew, though, it's the second trip up, though. Yeah, they've taken astronauts up yeah. in SpaceX, but this is, but this the is second the first, trip on SpaceX. Yeah, but it's the first big crew to go up into the International Space Station. I think that's amazing. I, I And when you see the difference between the Soyuz rocket and the, like, Dragon X, or the Dragon uh, ship, it's absolutely amazing, the amount of space. Is that, not a, is that not a kids' TV show? No. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Dragon, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, guys, yeah, I, so the, I totally appreciate that's not the science news you thought it was. Yeah, it's not the, the science news. We're going to keep talking about it because it's good. But I, but I, I still think um, it's really cool. And there's obviously yeah, the first. So, what, so why is it cool? So why is that better than the Swayez rocket or Swayez rocket? Yeah, well, one, it's reusable. The, yeah, the bottom, the, bit, bo- yeah. the bottom part of the rockets uh, successfully well, landed. You only used a rocket once. Yeah. Yeah. So, so before SpaceX, every rocket that went up basically just crashed into the Earth, or is still orbiting the Earth. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. Just like our Thomas the Tank track, when it just keeps going round and round. Yeah. Um, whereas now the uh, the two boosters come off and they land back at the Kennedy Space Center. And then yeah. the next, the middle booster lands on a boat in the middle of the Atlantic, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, yeah, it's very And then, like, the top mm. half just kind of goes up and docks with the International Space Station and... Or releases a, a satellite or whatever. Yeah, but it's, it's just, it's so cool that, like, it's another step forward in space travel. and Or, or yeah. space, not space travel, space tourism-ish. Um, okay, so should we hit the actual big news of this week? Um, this is so if you're listening to this in like three years' time, you can place whereabouts in history we are. It's probably a 20-point modern studies question. Yeah, this one probably is. Um, so we have announced from two companies now that they have a vaccine that is 96% efficient from one of the companies. I'm not quite sure of the other one. Um, for coronavirus. Well, COVID-19. Sorry, COVID-19. Coronavirus is... Something else, Symptoms. or it's a big. Oh. It's like the 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 bigger name, and then the COVID nineteen is a specific family one. Family. The family of viruses. <laughs> the family of viruses. Yeah. Um. Good correction, though. Good correction. Yeah. It's good. yeah. What's a novel coronavirus? Just one that's written a book. No new. <laughs> I know, I was Sorry. just wanting to make a joke. <laughs> Sorry. Also, has, has this isn't something we joke about. <laughs> Sorry, what? Has there, been... it, there could be a novella coronavirus. It's just a short one. 
You know, you know. I thought that COVID nineteen was called COVID nineteen because it like started in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Is that why? Yeah. Oh. Right. It started. It started. Uh, yesterday. Yesterday was a year since it was first no publicized. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Not obviously here. But remember, then it started in was it Japan or on the or China on the um in the boats. Damn it, Siri. Hi, Siri. <laughs> Once again. Um, ruined one Do you know, there's a woman I read in some newspaper and she was really ill at the start of the year, year, like January or February time in the UK before COVID was apparently in the UK, like was in hospital with pneumonia for like weeks and weeks. And then in July, she got an antibody test and it tested positive for hmm. well, the, COVID-19. Those are not, there's cases of it being September last year. In the that, UK? No, in Italy, I think. Um, that they've managed, like they've still got these blood samples from people back then, and they've retested one and really found. Yeah, I th- I think yeah, I think officially it was in November, but the bit we don't actually that's when it was like first recorded. Whereas yeah. whereas mm-hmm. if they've got blood samples from previous times, they might they they should be able to check it and see if they've got the antibodies. Yeah, or or is it that like the it's maybe been kicking around as a bit of a virus before, but mm. in China a little mutation happened that made it. More contagious yeah. than or more dangerous than normal. So, but it's it's interesting to think, and it is big news. But I think we have to be like realistic in terms of it doesn't mean we're going to get like a vaccine like next week. Um, I thought the pubs you know, were opening next week. The <laughs> up here they are not down your way. <laughs> the, the um, I I'm I'm actually very sorry for our listeners in the Central Belt. Um, <laughs> hey, and America and Romania and India, we've got listeners. Yep. We're just going to be really smug. Not just smug. the central belt of Scotland. Sorry, we're just going to be Argentina. really, really, Argentina. really smug up <laughs> Or just in the a good highlands. VPN. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, just that, like, while it is great news that we have to remember that, like, vaccines and things do take a long time to go through safety testing and stuff, and that at the heart of it, while it is great news and a really positive step forward, that um, we still have to make sure that they're safe for the public. Yeah, but are, th- are these ones here not at that stage? Like they've been through a trial yeah, of like fifty thousand people. Yeah, forty six thousand people, I think. Yeah, but you just you still have to just be careful that again they've not maybe looked at all the conditions and all that sort of stuff because I think it's based off of a flu vaccine. Yeah. Um. Is is ninety six percent effective? Like good, because like how effective is the flu vaccine, for example? I, well, I read know. it somewhere online this week that it's forty percent effective. The flu vaccine. Yeah, yeah, but the flu, but, but the flu the, vaccine changes every year. Yeah, so the flu vaccine is designed for it might be that a couple, season. either one yeah. strain or a couple of strains that they think will be the main one. So yeah. if you get another flu, you can still get it. You get swine flu because I got the flu jag recently, um, and they were telling me what flu it protects you against, and one of them was swine flu. Now I got swine flu. 11 years ago 12 years ago when it was when it, that was fashionable um so maybe i'm gonna have some like antibodies for covid maybe do you think could i or do we not know uh well no wait did they not say no because me and ross have both had the test and they don't they don't they disappear quite quickly so you, what, the, antibodies? the antibodies yeah oh i think so how are we gonna have to do you think we're gonna have to get vaccinated every like few years or every year will it just become like the flu jab Possibly, yeah. Um, it it might be one of those things, and I think that's why I'm quite sure one of the vaccines is like like you have to take it, like once and then three weeks later to give you the booster. 
Um, it might yeah, be, you it do. Might be, it might be one of those yearly booster ones, or or a bit like the flu vaccine, where you have to get it every year. But obviously, mm. the flu vaccine changes depending on the flu that is being produced because it mutates so quickly. Yeah, um, they mm. have that, to combat it. Well, that'll happen with the coronavirus yeah. as well, won't it? Well, yeah. already, it already is, which is yeah, the fun part. Yeah. Well, it's like that thing about the minks and da- uh, Danish. Yeah, right? yeah. That's right. Denmark. That's Denmark, yeah. Which is, um, is so that's like more contagious. So what happened? So it went to the minks, and then the minks mutated it, and then gave it to humans. Yep. Again. Yeah. So it went from human to mink, mink to human. And then, and then, how did like how did they know about that? How do we know it was mutation? Uh, so the one of the first things that came out really quickly was the genetic sequence of COVID. 19 um so yeah, they can they so they can try, test trying it. to release it early so that people could start working and stuff, yeah I think, didn't they? yeah now let's delve into the slightly weirdest stuff uh, that has some tenuous link to science that we read online this week and this week we're going to start with me um so we got our bed picked up the other day we paid 15 pound to get our bed picked up our old bed, like yeah, we're throwing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it. They just have people around the house, just lifting it up. There you go. We're it's li- better for your back to sleep on the ground. <laughs> we're living the limit, uh, the 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 um, minimalist lifestyle. No bed. Yeah, it's just a just a straw mat. It does not bring me joy. Um, no. <laughs> uh, Is that Maria? Yeah. <laughs> I you know, I couldn't remember her name, and I was like. It's not even bring me joy. Is it not spark joy? The, my bed yeah, does not spark joy. So we paid £15 for our mattress to be picked up. Um, so my question to you is how much would you pay for something that's 82 kilograms uh, to be thrown out? What? Like that you don't want anymore? Like yeah. a bed? How do you know it was 82 kilograms? No, not the bed. So something is being thrown out. Ah, uh, right. It's 82 kilograms. How much do you think it's costing to throw this thing out? Is it, I've not told you what the thing is. Is yet. this a, just a funeral, but a different way to say a funeral? <laughs> 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 or like, no. are you gonna, are you bringing up the that topic is, of euthanasia? No, is it it's like, an object, not a person. Is it one object or is it like many objects? No, it is one object. Eighty-two kilogram, one object. Can we get another clue? Is it like something that you would tend to have in your house? No. Can we see it? I, oh wait, hold on. Sorry. No. <laughs> no. no. But, oh. it's, but it weighs 82... I can't see it, but it weighs 82 kilograms. Yes. What? So where is it? In the in the sea. Nope. In the sky. Yep. Oh. A plane. A pl- no, a 82 kilograms. 82 kilograms. <laughs> <laughs> a bird. No, it's... Uh, it's the... Wait, let Andrew guess. Okay, yeah. Go, Andrew. It's not a plane or a bird. There's a clue. <laughs> But it's in this guy. Superman? <laughs> Imagine an 82 kilogram bird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not an albatross. Again, uh, imagine 82, 82 kilograms. kilograms. That's, yeah, I, I suppose. That's a pterodactyl. Mean, awesome. Yeah, pterodactyl would be. The old pterosaurus would be. Spelt with a P first. One of my favourite things. It's silent. Um, it is. There's a joke about the There's a joke about the toilet. And, <laughs> and, yeah. Okay, go um, on. So, uh, in th- there's. Uh, European Space Agency rocket that launched in 2011 and we were talking earlier about this so it's quite interesting um, oh yeah why did we not think about like NASA and stuff so part of the rocket is orbiting oh, the Earth's yeah. atmosphere oh um, so it's orbiting in space uh, however this is and now and our Edinburgh Council picking it up for 20 pounds <laughs> they are not picking it up for 20 pounds 
It's they're picking up for a considerable amount more. Uh, so it's going to cost a hundred million oh. to basically destroy this old bit of rocket. Why do they need to destroy it? Um, well, good question. Is this, so the reason is this? Yeah, sorry, is this the one that's going to hit something else? And uh, no, it's not planned to hit something else, but it could hit something else. So that's the problem with oh, it. Yeah. Is it's it's orbiting quite low, and anything that we send up there, basically to orbit around the Earth, it has to be moving pretty fast. So anything that we send up there, this has a chance of destroying. Um, so what we need to do is, uh, and this is going to be a big problem in the future for traveling into space is there's so much space junk orbiting the earth that's not actually doing anything. So defunct satellites. Yeah. When they were put up there, they weren't designed like they should kill themselves. Like they should uh, re-enter the earth's atmosphere, burn up and then they're gone. Yeah. But when they were designed like in the sixties and seventies, that wasn't a thought about, um, they weren't big on recycling then. Yeah, were they weren't they? big on recycling, and they weren't <laughs> thinking about the future of space travel. No green bin where you can just chuck all your recycling in, which was the best thing ever when we moved house. So yeah, so there's all this junk orbiting around. That's it's basically if we send a satellite up there, this junk could hit it at uh, speeds of like a thousand meters per second. It's uh, the sort of speed they're orbiting around at, um, and obviously basically sort of rip it to pieces. Mm -hmm. So you could send up a satellite that's worth millions of pounds and it just gets destroyed by an old satellite. Um, so basically there's going to be a, a big effort in the coming years to try and clear up uh, the... Space junk. Space junk, oh, yeah. Oh, cool. So, so this thing's been sent up. It's going to cost $100 million to send up. It's basically got a big claw on it. And the claw is going to grab this old part of the rocket. Um, and then both the the... The claw and the rocket that it's grabbing uh, will then go down into the Earth's atmosphere and burn up in the atmosphere. Ah. Um, so crazy. yeah, so we just basically need to to clear clear the way so we can send people up safely because if we there's too much space junk there, we can't send people up there because like they could be hit by something. Yeah. Um. So like one of the pieces of space junk is a spatula. So someone on the ISS was doing something outside with a spatula and they let go of it. And it's orbiting around the Earth, um, but it's it's orbiting around at like forty thousand meters per what second. Were, what on Earth were they making? Moon I, I cakes. Don't... <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Cakes. That's my joke for this week. Um, yep. Good joke. I'm doing the joke though. I don't care. Moon like, cakes. In space. Moon. Is that like a thing? Just mooncake. If you said like chocolate cake, I know what chocolate cake is. Yeah, but he's up in space. So it's a mooncake. What's so a mooncake? Moon so it's just a cake, like a cake that you make in the moon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tumbleweed. Um, okay, Ross. Moving uh, on, I'll take over. Andrew, <laughs> no, your story. That's my, my job. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so that was the... Big news, big recycling news uh, this week. So, we're moving on to Andrew. What did you read online this week? Thanks, Amy. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I'm Ross. <laughs> um, so, I I have become obsessed. With Hamilton. <laughs> well, sadly, with Hamiltalk. So, I am all about Hamilton TikTok. I am nice. all about Ratatouille, the movie, uh, sorry, the musical TikTok, which is also part of my TikTok. And um, I was having this discussion today with, with my class about what TikTok I'm on. 
So I'm on I'm on Hamilton TikTok. I'm on Ratatouille the Musical TikTok. I am on uh, Millennial TikTok, which is mildly depressing, but also quite comforting. Um, and I am also on Dogs Having Existential Crises TikTok. Oh, so your thing is TikTok, actually. Uh, kind of, yeah. But there, there is actually quite a good science bit behind it. So I, I've... None of that made any sense to me. I, I don't use TikTok. I was just like, what's a millennial? <laughs> no, I'm familiar with millennials. Oh. I, I thought TikToks was just like people dancing. No, not always. No, you can actually learn quite a lot from it. I, I've learned tons from it. Like like yeah. genuinely like house things and like how to make mooncakes. How to make mooncakes. What a mooncake is. I was gonna cut that. So gonna... <laughs> well you we'll can't keep it now. in there because of the extra reference. Um, Nightmare. But you actually keep mentioning mooncakes, Andrew, so One of the one of the cool things and I and I've spoken about this this particular TikTok before is about um Bunny the Dog. Um, you did mention them. Yeah, so Bunny the dog is uh, kind of um, she's quite a famous dog on on TikTok now, um, because what it is is she's got um, these uh, v- sort of voice buttons, um, so mm. they're called it's called an alternative communication device, and it's for people who it, generally it's an augmented board for uh, people who are unable to speak, so they can push buttons that. Uh, say specific words um yeah. but actually what's happened is uh bunny who is i think 15 months old has um been taught how to use these buttons uh, to communicate with her owner um alexis and um so now alexis will ask bunny a question and bunny can actually answer back um so scientists are now super interested in it um, or, or or in them because now we're trying to see whether or not Bunny is actually using them to talk back or is using them um, for uh, like a conditioning. So she, she's, yeah. she's almost learned that actually when I push this button, that particular action happened. Yeah, I get food. Yeah, so. um, but actually in this case, it's there's lots of questions and they're also introduced. So she got some new buttons just this past week. Um, I think it was this past week, maybe this past couple of weeks. Um, they are all based around time, so when things happened, whether or not it was yesterday, tomorrow, or today, and Bunny's able to use them to sort of demonstrate that she has a a a very basic understanding of um time, and that things happened yesterday and things are gonna happen tomorrow, um, which is quite exciting because yeah, her son has not mastered that yet. Like so. yeah. <laughs> Maybe it gets some. He's too. <laughs> but the 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 you know the thing is though that like there is a little bit of there there was one quite like and it's quite a big bit, and um, where a lot of people have commented on it, where Bunny had pushed um or it seemed as if the the that Bunny had pushed um who de uh, who this so two separate buttons who this, and then looked in a mirror. So it kind of caused this existential crisis <laughs> of who is Bunny. Um, but actually, it turns out that, um, and thankfully, because of the research that's going on, they've got cameras like above the buttons and sort of across the way. Um, you can see which buttons were actually pushed. And although it sounded like who this, it was something like whoops this. Um, so it oh, wasn't yeah. actually an existential crisis. But... Um, it is really interesting, and now it's obviously been spread out to um, lots of other animals. So there's 
Um, there's other dogs involved in it. There's cats. Um, there's a horse. Weird. Oh. Um, but it just, it's absolutely fascinating that that we may have an ability to um, communicate with animals in a slightly different way. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, some of the words, like, you know, they're not complete sentences, but they're things that link together. So it's trying to have that understanding. Is it specific language or is it a set of three words that mean something else? Um, so a good example is, like they said, um, water outside um, or outside water. It was one of those two combinations. And it's sort of asking the question, well, does she hear the they live right next to the beach? So does she hear the water outside and that's what she's being aware of? Yeah, or does she want to go outside to get or water? Or does she want to go outside to get water? Yeah, so it's trying to work out, like, really what does that mean? But it's just, it is it is weirdly fascinating to watch and seeing how it goes. Ooh. But um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's amazing, like, because I used to have a dog and I always thought, like, they never actually, she never actually seemed to understand the words. It was more like how you spoke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you said things in a certain way, she knew to get excited and, like, she definitely understood like the word walk and a few other yeah. things but the, there's other things that you just it's the way you said it and that's how like she reacts yeah and it is i mean like it. it's interesting because you know like obviously so um generally well conditioning is obviously associated with dogs so pavlov with his bells and dogs drooling and all that sort of stuff but i mean this is, so there's over 70 different words or, or buttons that she's got to use to communicate yeah. different things. Mm. And it's just, oh, it's mental. Absolutely mental. So, so TikTok's like a, a, a thing where you can like edit videos quite easily. Do you ever want, worry they're like, like edited to make it? Like, so, it could just be accidents of what she's doing. What, and everyone's like, yeah, that's amazing. Let's get a horse what doing the, What the funny thing is in the, in the article is <clears throat> she actually talks about that. Um, and she talks about how... Um, they're obviously so they've got cameras elsewhere so obviously we're not seeing on technology you're not seeing all of the data that's being collected you are just seeing snippets of of things um but that the stuff she's obviously putting up is is unedited where possible but the only editing that happens is to maybe shorten the video so that it fits in our third in in the 30 second to oh sorry to a minute is it a minute it's a minute isn't it to that like minute window um and that's that's it but you are right. Yeah. I mean, there's there's loads of sort of confounding variables that you need to look at. Um, but I just, I think it's just so cool. Like it's another, it's one of those weird aspects of science that you didn't think would ever really take place. Yeah, you just worry with like the the social media age that people do just sort of fake stuff to try and get because if you get followers, you get money basically. Yeah. So you, well, you worry people do stuff to look at your uh, look at your coins and your banana to charge your phone. We debunked, we debunked that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there you okay, go. Um, so now so we're gonna uh, Amy um, is going to tell No, us. no, stop, stop <laughs> it. Stop bullying me. So we're moving on to the last thing. I'm just checking my schedule here. Uh, so we're moving on to... <laughs> no one else. <laughs> moving on to the last thing we read online this week, which is Amy. Hi. Thanks, guys. Um, so I'll just read my title and let you guys discuss. Glass bottles are much worse for the environment than plastic because manufacturing them uses more energy. Discuss. Interesting. Andrew, you got any comments? Um, 
Is it more energy because of the heat that's required to melt the glass into the yes. shape? So it says um, the impact of glass bottles is worse once their energy footprint and damage of resource mining is taken into account. So they need to get to, I don't know, because it uses a lot of energy to, it, to, me- melt, to, to melt, melt the glass. To melt yeah. glass, yeah. Wow. Um, so so. so is, is this just like the first use? Is this the one-off use of them? Well, people, and that, it made me think about it, like, cast your mind back to when you last had a glass, like, thing that you recycle. Do you ever reuse glass? Like, think about, like, I throw out jam jars or wine bottles or not gin bottles, because I usually put a candle or something in them. (laughs) But um, think about other items that you have glass in, unless it's like a Tupperware or something like that, or an actual glass. Do you reuse them? Well, I I hope I put them in the recycling. So no, that's I, what I mean. But, yeah, do you, but would you, you, re, you you like they're saying that you should you should be able to use gla- like a glass item like a hundred times. Yeah, do you know what? That's true. Like <clears throat> twelve to twenty. Sorry. Yeah, if it came with a screw top, I'd. Yeah, but it no, just, like a bottle of wine. If you're drinking a bottle of wine, you just throw it in the recycling. Yeah. Or like a yeah, but like think about the you know those little spice bottles you can get that are made of glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, yeah. they're quite annoying. Because you can't, I mean, so, you can refill them, but you can't get the refillable bits. Yeah, but most plastic bottles surely aren't reused. I know I'm, I've got one here just now that I've refilled, but most of them, like if you drink a Diet Coke, people just will hopefully throw it in the recycling. Well, that's the bottle, use. but interestingly, the best thing to, the, apparently the best thing for packaging for like recycling Bamboo. is, no, is glass, uh, is aluminium cans. And as long as you're 100% aluminium. And apparently, was it, was it like milk cartons that people... Ju- the most environmentally really? friendly drink... Conta- this is drink containers. Right. The team concluded were milk and juice style cartons and 100% aluminium cans. Wow. I didn't think they were because okay. I thought they had plastic on the inside. So well, they I'd... must be plastic. But if you think yeah, about it, I they're quite you'll weak. Able, you'll be able to... Like, when you melt it down, uh, they'll have different densities so you'll be able to like skim the plastic off all right um do you know an interesting fact there's something i read online somewhere is that 70 percent of the aluminium used in cans is still in use because uh, it's the one thing that people have always recycled well like even from yeah. like, the start um when people first started putting aluminium cans like putting cans together is that was always the first thing you could recycle was cans mm. So they're including the actual heating, like Andrew said. Yeah. What else do you think would make it less environmentally friendly? Do you oh, guys where you get it from? So the mining. Yeah. Of it, and then I is this a was this not a previous fact of yours? Is it not to do with the color of the glass? No, that was to do with the that was like to do sun, with protecting the, the alcohol. Yeah, oh, the sun okay. affecting the taste. Um. Well, it's saying silica sand, soda, ash, and dolomite. So that's what you mine for. But also they're including the um, degradation of the land, the emission of dust, and the risk of mining runoff polluting water sources. Oh. So it's... I, so, I just thought, like, digging oil out the ground, which is used to make plastic, is, like, worse for the environment. Like, see, you're never getting that, but... But but then I suppose it's e- is it not it's easier to recycle. Well, this is something else I've read online. Is actually plastic is not easy to recycle. Is that because of it's all the different types of plastic? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, so there was a new story last year of like the UK's plastic recycling, all, like loads of it went to Malaysia. Um, and it was just being dumped in Malaysia. So, so we're putting in our recycling here. We're sending it away across the world to be recycled, but it's not actually being recycled. So then you got the carbon it. footprint from that. So you're basically transporting it around the world to throw it away. I've got um got some facts here. Um, how many? What percentage of plastic bottles used in the UK households each year are currently recycled? Do you think? And this is thirty billion plastic bottles. What percentage in the UK are currently recycled? Recyclable. Oh, it'd be something like fifty percent. Oh, that are that are currently currently recyclable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, recyclable or are being or recycled. recycled. Sorry, recycled. recycled. Oh. recycled. Um, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit thirty percent. Fifty-seven percent. Oh, that's good. Well, that's actually oh, that's better than half. But apparently, around seven hundred thousand plastic bottles a day end up in litter. And this is mainly due to plastic wrapping, because you know how some of the plastic wrapping isn't um, recyclable. Yeah, like, so people obviously just throw it out. Also, do you not find like if you, in the streets and stuff, there's not a lot of some bins do have like recycling, but a lot of them are just like waste bins. Yeah. Like, so if you've got like a bottle or something, you're just yeah, going to put it like in your, there. Your boots meal deal. Like, yeah. You just got, it all gets so thrown in a bin after you've eaten it. So mm. it well, it's that bit is like if it's been in contact with food, you know, is that. Or like like you say, the outside wrapping is, but the top isn't. Or the lid is recyclable, yeah. but the bottle actually isn't recyclable. And we only recycle, uh, recycle number four, where actually we want number three or something like that. Yeah, it's all that in kind of stuff. In the little triangle, yeah. The amount of plastic rubbish in the world's oceans will outweigh fish by twenty fifty unless the world takes drastic action. Ooh. That's quite scary, isn't it? Yeah, that is, and that's just yeah. that's just plastic in the ocean. But yeah. I, I know, like in the Pacific Ocean, there's like a an area. It's like the Pacific Gaia, which has got like the same mass as like the as Wales. There's oh like, yeah, like a whole country just of plastic just orbited around. <laughs> Do you mean yeah. Wales the country, not Wales the animal? Yes. Because when you said country. like the, the whole mass of Wales, I was like, like, that's like, like one blue whale. Yeah, <laughs> like one blue whale. Even We're a sperm whale. Wait, what's bigger, sperm or blue? Blue. Yeah. Um, but you know that well. This this completely contradicts what I've read before and something. Um, I I can't I couldn't remember the source, but it was saying that glass is much better because glass can be recycled easy, whereas it probably can. But whereas this is... plastic can't be recycled easily, and actually, like one of the great lies of like the seventies and eighties is people saying that you can recycle plastic, where actually quite a lot of plastic can't be easily recycled. But they're not saying they're not saying that you can't recycle glass. They're saying it is easier to recycle glass, but it's worse for the environment because of so the mining, the polluting. Yeah, and but the... surely overall Well no that this is you... this is saying not overall. Okay. So this is saying yeah. overall it's worse. Yeah. Or is it just the energy going into production? Yeah, that's it's not to do with actual when you have it and recycling. Yeah, it's to yeah, do it's with totally the energy, yeah. Because I, yeah. I know loads of plastic, when you actually recycle it, all, all you can use it for is, like, plastic bricks and things like that. Yeah. You can't actually use it for, as for another plastic bottle. Does, so every plastic bottle you drink out of is fresh from crude oil. Do you not think, as, remember what we discussed at episodes and episodes ago, Andrew, about the meringues, and, like, you should always make meringues in a glass bottle because of... Mm. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'd be more likely to keep something that was glass than, like, keep... Like yeah. Ross re drinks out of diluting like empty diluting juice bottles, like he'll fill it up 
and drink out of it and it actually gives me the fear like you i just couldn't do I'm, it i'm saving the planet oh i couldn't do one it one bottle at a time could not do it um hmm. but i maybe would do it if it was glass I because carry a glass it's, bottle it's around the house. Probably though, but so that you could. It's probably because you you can wash it. Like glass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas plastic, I mean, you can wash plastic, but well, plastic is porous as well, is it not? Yeah, well, it can pick up whatever's in it. Yeah, yeah. It's not porous. Um, well, it's more likely to pick up stuff, whereas yeah. glass doesn't. Yeah. Oh, glass fat. Porous would just let the water like all through. Porous, porous okay. bottle would not be good. <laughs> okay, so that is my glass fun so we've, we've, we've been speaking right. for ages we should really we have, move yeah. on to questions we might have to rattle through these all right so okay. let's go on to questions from the people then Amy. okay so our first question and it's um on the back of the question that we asked last we got asked last week about planes um from ali and she has asked why do bicycles stand up straight so when you're pedaling them how do they how do they not fall over andrew <laughs> Well, uh, this is due in part to a forward momentum, um, Ooh, which is hello. driving uh, you forward and allowing the balance on the bike. Uh, I don't know why you passed it on to me, Ross, if no, you already knew the answer. I feel there's some equation involved in <laughs> yeah, this, the, like the, a Pythagoras. Is, it's oh, it's not great for a It's another 40 minutes here. Yeah. Um, basically, if you have something spinning... Um, it has angular momentum and it wants to keep doing that. So you're a bit right in momentum, but it's not linear momentum, it's angular momentum. And oh, that, that'll make it want to stay like doing what it's doing. Um, so you get stuff like gyroscopes, so they do this. So if you start spinning a gyroscope, it'll keep spinning in the same direction. And it's like no matter how you move the gyroscope around. Everyone's like, what's a gyroscope? Yeah, I'm, I'm just disappointed both of you are now looking at your phones now that I'm talking about physics. Sorry, I just got, I got a BBC alert. Yeah, so did I, <laughs> basically, Northern Ireland are going into tougher, tougher lockdown. Yeah, but anytime there's a BBC alert, I'm like, oh, on edge. Um, I don't know what a gyroscope is. Um, so it's basically like a bicycle tire, um, but a really, really small one usually. Um, and it's in a frame, so it it can move in all dimensions. So it can move like up, down, oh, okay. left, right. It can like swivel around in any direction. Right. But if you get that spinning and you move it round, no matter how you move it round, it'll keep spinning the same way. Okay. So the bicycle, basically, you've got two tires spinning around, so it's got a bit of that. What about that. a unicycle, then? Oh, yeah, again, you've got the one. Um, so long as you have one. Yeah, if you've got one spinning around, you're more likely to sit up. And obviously, this is when when the tires stop spinning on a bike, you're more likely to fall over. Andrew, yeah. just yawning again. Okay. I was thinking I, I wasn't it was to do with, like... Sorry. No, just... I would think, like, speed and force, because you're... Is there not some cool, like, fat, like um, saying, like... The force of the speed means don't fall over. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? I, I was hoping you were going to recite Newton's first law. Yeah, then. that's what that's the what was it? Yeah, um, an object the, will keep moving. I no, better get this right, or I'm in trouble here. No, it wasn't, that, it wasn't that one I was thinking, but maybe it was that kind of thing. An object will uh, stay stationary or keep moving at constant speed unless acted on by an unbalanced force. Okay, so that wasn't the what was the one I'm thinking of that's more famous. Equal. Every maybe action has an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, okay. that's, that's not quite being applied here. No, um, but I was kind of right with the quote. Yeah, the, more the Newton's first law one rather than... That's Newton's <laughs> third law. Get that on a lamp and put it in home bargains. <laughs> love, love, love. You need the word love in there. <laughs> I was kind of right. Love. Just get it in a love heart. 
Um, yes, yeah, so, so basically it's the angular momentum of the wheel spinning around that makes it more likely to stay up. And when that, when you sort of slow down, that stops, so the ball, the bike falls over. Oh, okay. Hmm. I would have probably, I would have maybe thought that, but maybe not as angulary. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh... just that. Maybe just. <laughs> well, that. Andrew went, went on the right lines at the start of talking about momentum. So. Wait, I've got another one. Good. You see some cyc- no, some cyclists like you see them at traffic lights. I'm always very impressed by this, and they've got those shoes that like click into <laughs> their. Um, what are they called? Pedals. Pedals. <laughs> but like they're just kind of moving a tiny bit forward, a tiny bit backwards, and they're not falling off. Is that more balance? Uh, no, it's just Is it it's the same, angular. Yeah, it's bike. the same thing. So if, if you've got anything spinning at all. But it's not then, even spinning because it's only going forward a wee bit and backwards. Yeah, but even that little bit is enough to try and. I mean, it, you, need, you need to have like the Chris Hoy calves. Yeah, for that. and you, you need to balance as well. But it's, it's more likely to. If you're doing that little bit of movement. It's easier to stay up because you've got that little bit of angular momentum mm. keeping you up. There we go. Mm. Okay. Yeah, good question. Wow. Nice. Um, okay, next question is from Siobhan, um, and she has asked, do your taste buds change over time? And Ross has written hashtag olives because I assume that he used to, when I first met him, he didn't like olives, and then now he likes them. I mean, I wouldn't say he loved them. Yeah, you're ruining the illusion that we've never seen the questions before. <laughs> no, but... like, I just got I just got Ross to type them in <laughs> before. We, do you want me to do that bit again? No. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I literally just got you to type them in like one minute before we started. Yeah. Behind the scenes, As from my previous answer, you can tell we don't do hours and hours of research. So, um, um, I suppose I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, mean the I mean, in all fairness, I mean, <clears throat> Ross has already proved that point by liking something and then, or not, uh, not liking olives now, liking olives. Yeah, yeah. Like I found it with nuts as well. I used to hate nuts, but I, you like, still I you still hate nuts. I, I was still not enjoying it, but like I could eat it. Like if a really nice cake came with nuts on it, like a moon cake. <laughs> Stop <laughs> moon cake. If yes, this Amy. episode is not called moon cake, <laughs> no, we're cutting all reference to moon cakes. Oh, and then and then slice it out. Who, who's the one who uploads the podcast? You don't think I'm not going to call it moon cake? <laughs> Right, sorry, right. Oh, sorry, you're eating a yeah. mooncake, it's got nuts in it. Back in the day I wouldn't have been okay with it. It would kinda of like ruin the whole cake. Whereas now I'm like, okay, I'll grin and bear it, eat the nuts because the cake's good. Like I'm used to not be allowed to have peanut butter in the house. What? Peanut butter is yeah, the I best. I love peanut butter. I know. No, it's, it's not great. Oh, oh it is. It's amazing. So, um, but does it change? Yeah, it, Are you it, born it with does, loads more? It does change. Um, obviously, when you're me. younger, um, you're trying to obviously try lots of different foods, which is why we basically shove everything in our mouths when we're younger, trying to taste it. Um, and then as you get older, like your, your taste... <laughs> oh, no. As you get older, then your taste buds do change, and you'll you might I mean I personally haven't reached that point where I suddenly now like uh, wine, but um, there there was there was like a time. No one likes wine. We just pretend. Much renaissance. It just makes you seem sophisticated. This is a whole ruse. I'm just drinking Ribena. I'm sitting here not thinking I'm uncultured. Yeah, I'm sure so, no one actually likes wine. It's just like it's like peer pressure. Like no, oh, we'd all rather have a diet coke. Let's be honest, or like, ugh. or or like a soft drink. Full fat coke, yeah. Sorry, ugh, I know, yeah. I know, I know. I'm a weirdo. As long as but you recycle it. The um the thing is though that the they do change over time, and obviously things also change our taste buds. So, 
um i used to work on coronavirus like, um so yeah but i used to work on um a smoking <laughs> cessation um sort of when i worked in uh, boots and um, we used to have people come in and obviously when they'd stop smoking so smoking damages your taste buds so it completely oh, destroys yeah. them so mm. they used to talk so we when we used to have conversations about like you know what are you finding hard blah blah, blah what's changed now that you start smoking um Every, almost everybody, well, at least everybody who drank beer, said, I don't like the taste of beer anymore. And I used to drink beer, like, all the time. And it's because really? their taste buds have come back. And they're now no longer destroyed. So when they drank the beer, they couldn't taste the, the hops. Um, so now they prefer, like, lagers and things like that, as opposed to, to beers, because they're less hoppy. Because um, that's the yeah. bitter taste that comes with beers. I, I mean, I, like, I was the same when I was younger. Personally, I didn't really think alcohol was, like, that great. Um, but like as an adult, I was like, oh, I quite like it. It's quite good. Next question is from Scott, and he has asked, "Why, when I think about my breathing, can I not do it properly?" <laughs> <laughs> this is one of this is sorry. This is one of my all-time like favorite things to talk about. I don't. I have no <clears> idea. <throat> Andrew, do you know? I, I do. But I, so I, I feel I, like Ross has happened is to me before. In. Yeah, yeah. I, I just not like I'm I'm aware of this. So when you you're not thinking about it, it's fine. And then when you start thinking about your breathing, suddenly you're like, oh, that breath was too big. Yeah. Oh no, that one's too small. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot how to breathe. <laughs> I need to breathe in more. Yeah. Yeah. So need to breathe in uh, more my to Apple Watch likes to tell me when I don't breathe. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, it's so I just turned it off because it was doing. You like, can turn it off. It always, Didn't know yes. that. Right. Do that right now. Gonna learn how to do that. You got TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok will show you. <laughs> <laughs> so um. Now, actually, uh, this is so the the reason this is a thing is because um, breathing and heart rate are both controlled by um, a part of the brain, Amy. Which oh, part wait, of the brain? Wait. So your hypothalamus is not that one. Nope. Um, Hippocampus. Is it one of nope. your cerebrums? It is a cer- Okay, wait. Well, cere- well, memory. Is it the cere- cerebrum? No, cerebrum. The other one is the other cere- one. Cerebellum. Yeah, cerebellum. That so, says your balance, I thought, because cerebellum. At the back. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is. I've totally just got my whole fact confused. No, because cere- cere- cerebrum, is that the cerebrum? Yeah. It's the other one. That does, no. that does memory. So, yeah, so, that... so, so <gasps> cerebrum. Is balance. Is, uh, no. Uh, so cerebrum is reasoning and memory and imagination. So that's like your top oh, cere- yeah, cere- And cerebro is how you find mutants. Which is, which is, is... <laughs> Is what it's named after, or vice yeah. versa? Sorry, sorry. That's what cerebrum. Cerebellum is. Your cerebellum is balance. balance at the back. I, and Andrew, just remember my thing on how I remember them. I've, that has kept me going for over sixteen years. It took you five guesses of the brain part. To no, no, right no. But I just actually, didn't know because Andrew was wrong. Yeah, actually, yeah. Actually, I told. I don't know I, where I was going. So it's actually the other bit that's that sort of. You guys better not cut that because I sound really clever there. In the middle. Right. Uh-huh. If only there was a secret word we use that we don't cut. Um, <laughs> Onions. <laughs> Mooncake. Uh, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right at the at the base um, of your of your brain is the bit called the uh, medulla oblongata. <gasps> I did know about yeah. the medulla because it's like a funny. It used to be the shape of a girl in my biology class's nose, and that's how I remembered the medulla. I don't know what it does. That is amazing. But honestly, that well, just, that just came back so to me. So the medulla controls uh, your breathing and your heart rate. Um, so heart rate is one that you, I mean, you, you can control it and not control it. It's not like you can think, oh, it's like not pump as much right now. 
Um, it, it doesn't do that. It just means it controls it. So if you do exercise, then it bumps it up. And if you're doing yoga, it drops it down. Um, but it also controls your breathing. Um, but it is part of your sort of subconscious that it controls your breathing sort of all the time. So those times when you don't think about breathing until someone mentions it and then suddenly and then suddenly you have control and you do that panic of oh my word like um is that how you breathe i've forgotten Uh, (gasps) and (laughs) you do the inhaling deep breath sort of stuff um so it it totally is a thing um but it's because your uh, subconscious uh, is in control of it until you remember about it and then you're conscious brain takes over because you do there are points where you do have to uh, modify your breathing or change your breathing patterns so say for example you're holding your breath uh, you need to then be aware of that you are stopping breathing um oh or if you're going to um you know if you're going to do that free diving um so you need to inhale and exhale quite quickly and quite deeply in order to get enough oxygen into your lungs to then dive deeper um so that's how that works. Oh, nice. Cool. Why do I get headaches when my <laughs> brain can't feel pain? From Gil, Jill. <laughs> From Gilly. Um, um, headaches. So I, well, I didn't know this. It's, can your brain... Well, Andrew, firstly, can your brain feel pain? Uh, no. No? Okay. Uh, Not well, even well, your cerebellum, like, so your hypothalamus, like, or like, pituitary gland. Um, I, 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 I said that quite <laughs> confidently. And was like, no, no, it can't. Um, and I, and I'm and I'm relatively supportive of that statement. Is, uh, is it not just like we get a pain if when we fall we get a pain? Is it not just your self body protecting itself when it's like like I've got to cut my finger and it's a little bit sore every time I pass it? Is it not just my brain being like, oh, be careful with that because it's a bit, it's like an open wound. So I'm gonna send you a signal through your spinal cord from your. One of your glands or nerves or something, (laughs) and it's gonna just warn you that that is sore still. So be careful. Stop touching it. You get an infection. You might get sepsis. Stop. (laughs) Uh, Great, great monologue from Amy there, but I'm Um, not quite sure. I I don't even know which. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. (laughs) (laughs) Is that kind of right though? Because that sounds Mm. right. I mean, not really. I mean, I mean, so it is, but it's not. So. You're right. Okay. The information has been sent up to your... Well, actually, it's not going all the way to your brain. It's probably just circling around your spinal cord and then coming back out, um, which is when you go like, Classic. ouch, or like, ah. Um, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's mostly... <laughs> um, but it's mostly because you've you've damaged the nerve endings, so the nerve endings are closer to the surface um, and they're more sensitive. Okay. Um, but in terms of like what pain actually is, so pa- pain is... What is pain? Your nerve... <laughs> what is pain? Your, uh, your nerve endings... The title of Andrew's are, TED <laughs> are, ...are firing. So they're sending information through their, the sensory neurons or the, the nerve impulses um, oh, yeah, up to your spinal cords. Uh, they go through um, the central nervous system and they don't really go to the brain so your, your brain doesn't think about those things. Um, and then it sends an information down to your muscles and tells your muscles to move out of pain um but in terms of headaches headaches are actually completely different um so headaches are actually related to um the hydration of the brain fluid so 
um oh, the, even migraines the yeah well so migraines are slightly different migraines obviously have um input sensory problems from uh, sound and sight um so Ooh. when you get migraines you don't like looking at bright lights you can see things there's a, a sort of miscommunication you can see kaleidoscopes ross yeah sometimes ross yeah. once one, ross was once sick from a migraine yeah, yeah you're not yeah, driving you have to stop the car and yeah. be sick oh oh i've never been driving when i've had one yeah but so driving home from work a lot of times ross, you a, get them a couple of times a, a lot of times it comes from being dehydrated um or an imbalance of salt that's your hypothalamus it is, but it's also just drinking water. No, but that's your hypothalamus <laughs> controls it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, regulates no, it does, your water and body temperature. Mm-hmm. So dr- makes you pee. You know. But drink water. Be- better, better to drink more water to stay hydrated. Um. So sometimes it can just be. So that. So there are lots of things that can cause headaches, but a lot of it is just that there's an imbalance of of fluid and it becomes kind of tight almost. Um. But occasionally it so, can be that you've you've chewed something. Um, and the muscles on the outside of your skull are uh, having issues with contracting. So if your your mandible muscles, which are the ones that move your your jaw, run right up the side of your eye, so right up the side of your eye socket, um, yeah. if you put your finger right beside your eye socket and sort of clench temple. Your, your temple, yeah, and clench your um, oh, yeah. your teeth, you feel that muscle going right up the top. So occasionally that can be one of the things if you've, if you had to chew something, that can sometimes give you a headache. Um, really? Yeah, but but it's not. I don't believe that there are any um, pain receptors or p- pain nerve endings in your brain. But so so. Oh, sorry, on you go. No, no, no. You're fine. No, no, on you go. Um. So so if there's no pain receptors there, how is it detect detecting like the the fluid imbalance thing? Uh. Well, so. Hypothalamus. Your hypothalamus is the bit that controls the amount of water that's in your that. blood. So yeah, so it's check it's checking through the blood. Um, I I assume that one. I, that bit I'm not that's actually right, too Andrew. sure. Yeah, from but, from failing S four biology. Um, even though I had some really good things, but remembering the brain that is yeah, that was good. I can confirm. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, like, I'm not hundred percent sure how it monitors the the fluid in your brain. But if anybody does know. Um, then probably the easiest way to get in contact with us is uh, through the email ireditos at gmail.com or drop us um, some likes, comments, uh, suggestions for questions, anything else you want answered on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and TikTok and YouTube. So remember we have got our videos up on YouTube that you can go back and watch. Um, Please also remember to tell others about our podcast, uh, like, share and review and uh, we would like to say a massive thank you to everybody who's um, collaborated with us in sharing their podcasts. Um, so go follow the Supposedly uh, Girls. Their podcasts are absolutely brilliant. Um, and now I would like to introduce Amy's Joke. Hello. I thought you were going to forget. And honestly, you were <laughs> going to get it. Okay. It's one of these ones where you ask a question and then you got to guess what the pun is. It's, like a, it's more of a Christmas cracker one. It's not as good as my dinosaur one. Okay, so don't get Jurassic. <laughs> Didn't make any sense. Okay, are you ready? Yep. What do you call an acid with an attitude? Andrew, do you know? An acid with an attitude. I, I don't know. Ross? No, I don't know either. Amin O acid. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually brilliant. That's funny, good. Isn't it? Yeah. That is good. <laughs> 
So yeah. Okay. Well done. Right. Thank yeah. you, everyone. So thanks, uh, guys. We'll see, you see you next week. Next week. See ya. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.